Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. It's an after-hours episode of HR's Most Dangerous Podcast. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Show, a weekly roundup of all things recruiting. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Zowash. With his bedroom voice. (laughs) On this week's episode, Career Builder Dumps Their CEO, Upwork Heads to Wall Street, and Recruiters Officially Don't Like It Rough. Stay tuned. It's way past our bedtime. How many times has someone said to you, we're the Uber of, or it's the PayPal of, maybe they're the Facebook of, in many, many cases, these comparisons fall short of being close to reality or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do. In the case of Job Ad X, our example is so accurate, so spot on that it's synonymous with our work. Job Ad X is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. As the best ad tool in the industry, Job Ad X offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. All this is done with the flexibility of Job Ad X's cost per impression, click, or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We're not set in regret. For direct clients, Job Ad X delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. Job Ad X, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? Job Ad X has just launched in the UK too. We're sitting down at HR Tech with Tim Hawk and we're going to get a shorter ad. <laughs> if they win this pitch fest thing, it might be a three hour ad. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Do you want to meet the company that was awarded the pitch fest oh. gold medal at HR Tech? <laughs> Congrats to them, though. I hope they do well. We'll be there cheering them on. Oh, yeah. Uncommon's going to be at the Pitch Fest. Yes, yes. We've got people. We've got people. Dude, clearly sponsoring this show is a fast track to the big leagues. (laughs) (laughs) Without question. Yeah. Dude, my one-year-old is is interrupting my football time, and it's uh, it's disruptive. So, for those those listening, we're recording at night. We typically do it in the morning slash afternoon. Yes. So who knows where this this episode will go? Oh, good God! But I'm drinking. I know you probably are too. Oh, yeah. Uh, it could get fun. So let's get to shout outs. Okay, our listeners probably know Joe Shaker, president of Shaker Recruitment Marketing. Well, people. 
Well, <laughs> Joe is a dad with a little boy. Joe knocked up his wife for the third time. Way to go, Joe. Oh, my God. So congratulations <laughs> to the Shaker family again. Uh, they just had a little girl about 18 months ago. I, I think it was a little girl, right? 18 months ago. Yep. I'm in serious doubt that Joe knows how this whole baby thing's happened. He is a Wisconsin graduate. Wisconsin graduates, you know, aside from cheese and beer, they're not too bright. So we may have to to alert Joe as to what's going on with this this baby machine that he's got going on. Well, I think we might have to do a public service podcast for all of our listeners for the (laughs) birds and the bees. Chat and Cheese, <laughs> sponsored by Vasectomies R Us in the Chicago <laughs> Chicago metro area. Oh, uh, we love you, Joe. I got a shout out to Emissary. Oh, yeah. Emissary.ai, sponsoring mm-hmm. my trip to HR Tech. Going to HR Tech next week. Hopefully, a lot of people are listening on the plane. Yeah. Uh, Emissary, uh, check them out. They'll be at the, the booth. I'll be wearing a T-shirt and pimping that hard. Uh, Emissary AI. Shout out. Yes. And and they actually sponsor my my beer habit. So you continue to send beer to me, guys. I really appreciate that. Going to give a shout out. Big shout out to uh, Uncommon, who is carting me along with them and will be at the Pitch Fest. So if you're going to be at HR Tech, uh, check them out in the startup like alley that they have set up. And then also during Pitch Fest. I got Teg to agree that if they lose the competition, yeah. he takes on Amon from Canvas in a cage match <laughs> at TA Tech <laughs> what is, later what this is month. Up with you and all of this violence. Amon texted me last night. He probably texted you, too, that we yeah. had to get together. Dang. And I sent him a Three Stooges uh, gif of them <laughs> slapping each other. So I guess I don't know what it is about Amon. He's such a nice, peaceful guy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, I'll, I'll let you do Maverick. Okay. I'm going to do a shout out to uh, Great Lakes Brewery out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, anyone from Cleveland or the area will know Great Lakes beer. It's delicious for whatever reason. Um, they haven't been in Indiana. Uh, a beer friend of mine said it's because there's too few distributors in the state, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. It's finally here. Uh, I'm drinking one now. Shout out to Great Lakes. You're going to make my winter a lot more bearable. Yes. Thank you so much. But thank God we have even better beer down here in central Indiana. Uh, Maverick. Maverick, he said his dad actually wanted to name him his brother Goose, which I'm going to call bullshit on. I'm going to totally call (laughs) bullshit on. His mom said no, because his mom knows that Goose dies. And that's never a good idea to name your kid after a character who actually died, especially in in the dramatic fashion in which Goose does. Um, Job board doctor, he said that we've been talking too much about Google. So to all of our listeners out there, um, we challenge you, if there's something that you see, a great topic, a great story, article, go to Twitter, share it with us, hashtag Chad Cheese. If it doesn't suck, we'll talk about it. But if it sucks, like the one that the job board doctor just sent us, then we're not going to talk about it. But this is a this is a great sort of side note in that so we see the listenership and we see the numbers and you guys love Google, Indeed, oh, yeah. Facebook, LinkedIn, like all the we talk about these companies because it's what you guys want. When we when we drop something on Purple Squirrel, <laughs> nobody cares. So we're going to keep talking about the companies that you guys care about because we want you to listen to our show. Yes. And and everybody knows that now, since thank, thanks to Uncommon and Emissary, we're going to be at HR Tech. You might ask yep. yourself how to find us at HR Tech. Well, first, 
on Tuesday afternoon, we're going to be at the uh, HR Tech Collaboration Zone pre dig thingy. So if you're going to be there, you want to have some time with us, bring us some beer. That's cool. We're going to be talking about googly shit, AI, and whatever people want to talk about. Also, you can download the HR Tech Collaboration Zone app. That's a too long of a damn name. They got to shorten that shit up. Or just find us around the hall. We're going to be we're going to be everywhere. So look for us. Hit us up on. LinkedIn, Twitter, all other happy horse shit. And Ed from Philly needs HR tech friends people. He 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 went out and sent something out on Twitter today and we want to help him out. What? So search hashtag Chad and Cheese on Twitter. Find Ed. <laughs> link up with him for beers at HR Tech. I'm definitely having beers with Ed because he's Team Chad. You know that. But uh, come on, man. Network, <laughs> make friends, drink beer, find us, and, and let's have a good time in Vegas. Should be a good time. Uh, I only know my schedule because Chad manages my whole schedule. So that was news to me, what we're doing, and I'm sure there'll be more things added. Uh, but yeah, I'll be around. Chad will be around. Uh, hit us up for drinks, especially, and uh, it should be a good time. My last shout out, uh, reminder, TA Tech, yes. uh, September 26th New through Orleans. the 29th, I believe. New Orleans, Deathmatch, yes. Alio, Uncommon, Talk, Push. Who am I missing? Alio, Uncommon. Yeah. Uh, Canvas, Canvas and yeah, I got them all. Talk, talk push, push. Yeah. Uh, should be awesome. We're gonna break shit, uh, crack necks and cast checks. Not only that, there's a party at Pat O'Brien's. If you've ever been to New Orleans, you've probably been to Pat O'Brien's. If you have, you want to go back. If you haven't, what the fuck are you doing? You gotta go. So come to TA Tech, New Orleans. We'll have a great time. There's some awesome freaking talent that's talking. Um, it's a much different kind of environment than than HR tech. Uh, it's more intimate, and and generally the the people that you want to be able to connect with uh, are going to be in that room. Chad, you know what happens after a night of hurricanes? Uh, I don't know. It's a morning of. <laughs> Had to do it. You Dude, ready to get to the show? It's fucking bullshit. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the coup de grave news happened this week. Yes. Career builder. Finally, I don't know how long we've been predicting it. Let go their CEO, Matt Ferguson, mm-hmm. 14 years of at the helm, yep. put him out to pasture, made him executive, whatever chairman, uh, which is just, which just, it was just a nice way to say, thanks for your time, hang out for a little while and then go do whatever the hell you're going to yep. do. Um, big news. Yeah, no, big news. We knew it was coming. During our August 10th show, we actually were talking about this. And I both, I think both of us actually said, I think it's pretty simple. Apollo's going to put their person in who is Arena. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did. She was the COO, kind of saw that happening, kind of felt like Matt was going to get booted sometime soon. And it was fairly simple. He's been around since the acquisition, which is a little over a year old now. Um, they conveniently announced this the day after Labor Day. Yeah. Um, when no one, no one is paying attention, um, they leave. This is really interesting. I'm going to get a little bit conspiratorial here, but, uh, fast company was the first media outlet that I saw carry it. It, That the fast company story actually came out before the press release. So someone knew someone at fast company. And what, what I found interesting was that the headline was career builder hires first woman CEO, which totally sounds spun to me um, because the real headline is like they dumped their 14 year old CEO Mm -hmm. 
for someone who's never been a CEO before. Um, and by the way, they're having like sexual harassment lawsuits going on while they want to sh- show off that they have a woman CEO. So the whole thing sound seemed very staged to me. Um, I don't know who they know at Fast Company, but you know they have friends there, obviously. Um, the other thing that uh, I found interesting is so Dice. Okay, so go back in time a little bit. Dice, their their CEO before uh, what's his name? Uh, that's there now. Journey. Yeah. Uh, no, the new one, the new guy. Oh, uh, Zeal. Zeal. Yeah, Art Zeal. Is that right? Okay. So Zeal is like super techie, like has a history of startups and technology. Yep. And so the guy before was a finance guy. He was not an idea guy. He was like, you know, dots, dot, I, dot, I's dotted, cross T's. So in this case, Irina, come on, Irina, um, was a CFO um, or she was an interim CFO. She worked on Wall Street. She's a total numbers person. Uh-huh. And and career builders coming at the press release saying they're all about AI, they're all about innovation, yeah. blah blah blah. But the fact that they brought in a, a finance person um, is a little bit, you know, disingenuous to me. And I'm still on par saying they're they're going to continue chopping this thing up, uh, count the numbers, sell this puppy off within the next year or two, and call it a day. I do not believe that there's a new era of innovation coming from Career Builder with Irina Sovoleski. <laughs> Am I crazy? Am I nuts? There, by the way, there's there's their CIO is an Apollo alum too. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's definitely a different day. There's no question. The problem with the day is that uh, Career Builder needs to continue to do demolition before remodeling the house, right? And that's exactly what's been happening. I mean, they've been cutting left and right. They've been on old infrastructure for who knows how fucking long, right? They need to be able to reinvigorate the brand, um, which I, I hear that they are, they've got the right people in, in house to do that. The problem is they need to be able to stitch together their technology to make that shit happen. And it's really fucking hard when you don't have any engineers to do it. Bingo. Right. So that's, that's the big problem right now. So I see, I see her coming in. Um, yes, no question to, to, to cut the corners, to, to sharpen the pencil. And, and the hard part is how do you get the right people in the right places to beat the indeeds who's kicking their ass and, in, in certain, obviously in the revenue stream that they, they cared so long about, mm-hmm. um, kicking their ass. Then Google gets in the goddamn game. I mean, what are you going to do guys? I mean, seriously, you talk about being an end to end system. Well, nobody in the market sees you as an end to end system. Maybe one or two people. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're on the payroll. Yeah. Yeah. You can only, you can only like count on Google for so much of your technology right. to make it work. Um, <laughs> so I will add that, uh, they, they have, apparently hired a PR firm um, that at least gives a shit about bloggers and mm. people like us. Uh, the, the former regime, you know, they might answer questions that are shot at them, but there was a real ivory tower um, yes. sort of feel with the, the, the current, they're still there, yeah. but uh, I received the press release from a PR agency. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, 
the communications people at CareerBuilder slowly go away mm-hmm. uh, and rely on this whatever PR firm who have been very kind <laughs> and open, which is a real <laughs> shock um, because I've been dealing with the, the old CareerBuilder for over a decade. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of refreshing. Um, in fact, I actually have an embargoed press release that I can't talk about yet. But they they are going to be making some shots. Uh, they're going to make some pitches to the the whole AI uh, tech focused initiative. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold on it. We're allegedly going to see Irina maybe in in Vegas. Okay. We're we're going to have to put our feet to the fire a little bit and see what's going on. But I am skeptical to say the least. So if it has Google's name on it, probably. I mean, if they're playing an if they're doing an AI play with. Google because now they have all the Google APIs going all over the place. So, okay. I mean, that there, there you have it. The, the big question is how I'll, do you- I'll, te- I'll tease you with what it is. Yeah. I won't give it away. Sure. Um, it's a mobile focus. No big fucking deal. <laughs> <laughs> it is not monster studios. I will say that though. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm on the edge of my fucking seat at this point. <laughs> Let's just end this piece, at least on on a high note. I, I hope actually getting, you know, Arena into that position, it will hopefully pull it, put this this old boys network behind them. Uh, they, they don't need this stupid shit. They don't need this drama when they're trying to do all this demolition and rebuild. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hard enough. I mean, I just want to sit back and watch how they do this because this isn't this isn't a build on top of this is a demolition rebuild scenario period Mm -hmm. yeah i mean ferguson had a definite sort of pledge class president feel to him um and the pledge class president is gone uh and there's a new a new leader in town so uh, i think there's been new leader in town for a long time but at least figuratively um you know the old regime is i think officially dead now yeah well i mean it was it was an entirely different day newspaper deal he dealt with the aol and ms or msn deal i mean which headhunter yeah which actually people gave a shit at that point but career builder was printing cash and nobody cared Mm -hmm. about what they spent at that point today is a different day they have a new leader and these individuals at apollo and obviously the new ceo they care about what's being spent and we're seeing that the big question is when they demo and they build what's going to happen what are they going to build on i'm only sad that we didn't get to do a political ad for career builder <laughs> to be their new ceo <laughs> all right man i'm tired of career builder uh let's hear get this a new sovereign ad whoa come back and we'll talk about recruiters not liking it rough they don't like it rough no you like it rough right well, duh. that's what i heard Anyway, (laughs) Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job, and just as importantly, the job's fit to the candidate. Make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N dot com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. (laughs) (laughs) That voice is so butter.
Now I felt like I was uh, like I was around a campfire because somebody was playing the banjo or that I mean, was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great ad. I love it. <laughs> How is she not doing voiceover somewhere? He probably is. Uh, so recruiters say they don't like it rough. Tell me a little bit about this. I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, this is your story, dude. No, I got it. I got it. Again. Okay. So, so John Holland over at ERE writes about this. Uh, um, it seems as if for this monster survey, 62% of recruiters say their job is more difficult today than it was a year ago. And 67% say it's more difficult than it was five years ago. And it's like, no shit. <laughs> Have you seen the unemployment rate? I mean, okay, so Next actually put out an infographic, which is pretty freaking stout. Um, That is, uh, it's just focused on the hard to read job seeker. And it was a survey focused on that. So their respondents, which were job seekers, 14% of the candidates are actively looking. 14%. Mm -hmm. 39% passive, which means they're not looking, but they're interested. 42 inactive. 42% inactive. Not looking, not interested, get away from me. <laughs> Dude, well, why do you think it's harder? Well, my, my favorite from the story was, so 64% of recruiters, quote, told us they felt they needed to be digital experts to succeed today. And while 70% oh, of recruiters geez. say their organization is keeping up digitally, 64% believe they don't have the right digital tools to make the job easier. Another 51% say that technology makes it harder to connect with humans. Who are these 51% who think technology is harder to connect with humans? Are they on a corner somewhere with like a newspaper sign or one of those like arrow signs trying to find people like technology makes it easier. I can't believe a majority of people think technology makes it harder or that only 64% feel like they're, they uh, are only 64% feel they need to be digital experts. It should be like 95% should feel like they have to be digital experts. Everybody. So throwing so many numbers around 50, almost 60% of respondents said it's more difficult today to get qualified candidates than it was a year ago, 62% five years ago. Okay. Here's the big fucking problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. First off, the, the big problem is 100% of them don't believe that they need to be digital experts. Next, they need to realign their expectations, especially with the job market, which means they should maybe stop asking for bachelor's degrees when it's not needed and stupid shit like that, right? Maybe start creating gap training programs that build your own talent pipelines <laughs> and stop blacklisting smart people who have ink, right? I mean, tattoos, this is a thing now. Oh, yeah, we're going to start looking at hiring people with tattoos now. I mean, did that make somebody stupid because they went out and got a tattoo? <laughs> I, I don't get this shit. So it, here's a great story. Here's a great story. Yeah. As a drill sergeant in the United States Army, right, infantry drill sergeant, you knew whenever we were at war, we needed we needed more troops, right, so that we had more coming through basic training. They would relax the standards, and they would first off start allowing, allowing individuals with tattoos in specific areas, which like were on their hands, neck, and those types of things. And they would give them waivers, right? Okay. This is the same shit. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you are qualified. Oh, I guess that ink doesn't really matter much on how you do the damn job. No shit, Uncle Sam. <laughs> yeah, and and women have smaller brains than men do. And I mean like what idiot. Was this was this a survey back in 1972? Like oh, I am so confused God. by this. 
Um, and by the way, isn't aren't tattoos like a military thing? Like who? They're a military thing. It's just if they don't show in specific areas because it has to be professional. So usually you see the ones on the arms and those types of things back, but you don't see ones on the hands. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they have ink or not. They, <laughs> they if they have the skill set. They have the goddamn skill set. Yeah. And the only reason companies are talking about, well, we should probably uh, look at this uh, the, the standard that we put in place. Yeah, no shit. You should have looked at that back in the 1950s, asshole. <laughs> and we're old enough to almost remember the 1950s. Oh, no, we're not. No. Jesus. By the way, yes. you know what is 100% digitally proficient? What's that? The machines. Yeah, no shit, right? So if you don't want to get your ass kicked <laughs> by the machines, you might want to get more digitally proficient. So, yeah, at the end of this, uh, the, the the writer actually said, um, you know, talks about transformation of recruiting. Um, recruiting is marketing. It is sales. It's one of those things that you don't you, you just don't understand the impact of all those different things. And it's funny that we have these discussions now about brand and recruiting and outreach and and, you know, cultivating talent. And it's like this all happens when, when we have a hard time finding the right people. Nobody gives a shit when the, when the uh, labor market is on the other side, right? And there, there's all this talent. Nobody gives a shit about the human beings. It's only when I can't find people that I really care about your feelings. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, man. It's kind of about money. A lot. That's why this week in front of Congress, Google said, I'm not showing up. And I say I because <laughs> Google is a person. But Google, Google, like it goes back to this vet thing, man. They play this total game of like, we're, we're tweaking our search to help veterans. And then they give like the US government a big F you and not show up to Congress. Anyway, that's a totally different topic. Uh, maybe we'll cover it in HR tech. We probably won't. Um, so another survey, a lot of surveys this week. Um, yeah, when, when companies save all their big news for HR tech, they just send out surveys. Yeah, makes it easy. Uh, Phenom, Phenom people who we don't talk about too much. Ed Newman. We like those yeah. guys and they got a bunch of money recently. Uh, they had a survey. So I'll read through the highlights of that real quick. Uh, 84% of recruiters lack personal or sorry, career sites. 84% lack personalization through the talent experience. Shocker. 84%. Uh, one out of three has a visible and easily accessible apply button. <laughs> what are they? Where, where are they hiding the apply button? 59% failed to articulate employee value proposition. Yeah, okay. 98, let's just call it 100%, do not communicate the status of a candidate's application. Yeah. 16% do not have a career site, which I actually think will go up because I think more people rely on like, their LinkedIn thing or their Indeed profile page. Like, I don't think you need a career site anymore, frankly. No, you do. I mean, if you're if you're a Fortune 500 company and you're a destination location. Okay, what, that's only 500 companies, dickweed. How about the other, <laughs> the other 30,000 in the U.S. or however many it is? Okay, dipshit. It's pretty simple. The <laughs> number one or number two actual page that is, is trafficked on a website is the career site. Okay, it doesn't matter how fucking big or small your company is. If somebody is interested in your product, they might actually want to come work for you. So to be able to say, oh, they would just go to LinkedIn, that's fucking stupid. Okay. You've got to have something there to be able to capture them, whether it's a, a lead generator, it doesn't matter. You have to have something there. So to see that go up, that would be a bunch of idiots who actually didn't have career sites. <laughs> anyway, 
You don't need a career site, people, because you can just tell Alexa what you want to do, and she'll tell you. What don't to listen do. to them. Don't listen to them. Um, why don't Why don't companies communicate the status of an application? That's a really high number. These systems were created for processing the individuals on the back end, not as an experience for the candidates. That's not how these systems were created. And here's the problem. Once again, as we just talked about, nobody gives a shit about the human beings going into a black hole or their experience or any of this shit until guess what? There aren't enough human beings with the types of skills that we need. And then guess what? Everybody gives a shit. That's why we have this stuff come out and people start talking about employer branding again. The, the thing yeah. that really blows my, my mind is that for years, for now decades, we've treated candidates like shit and candidates are customers and they spend money, which means you idiots in talent acquisition who don't get this, you've been negatively impacting the bottom line. One day, a CEO or CFO is going to come into your office, shut the door and show you that you are putting red ink to their bottom line. You personally. And you're going to go. <laughs> Susan Vitale, if you're listening, uh, Chad and I are coming to iSims in a month. Oh, you know. And it. we're going to put your feet to the fire and why it's only 98% and why iSims isn't helping move the needle to, to communicating the status of a candidate as they go through the job search application process. This should be easy shit for companies <laughs> who have tons of data, which I, I I believe I could be wrong, but I believe iSims has a ton of data. Yeah, probably. You know who else has a ton of data? Sponsor America's Job Exchange. Let's take a break and we'll talk about Upwork. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. Okay. Do you remember the seven up yours advertising <laughs> campaign? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like Upwork should have something similar. Yeah. Up. I don't know how it would work, work but yours. anyways. Upwork yours. Okay. No, it doesn't work. Give Upwork. No, it doesn't work. Okay. Well, anyway, Upwork in the news. Yes. Uh, we talked about the rumored IPO. Apparently, it's official. Uh, they filed for an IPO. They have not disclosed how much they're hoping to raise yet. Uh, they plan to list on the NASDAQ under the symbol UPWK. That's creative, right? <laughs> The platform claims 475,000 clients Mm -hmm. listing freelance jobs and 375,000 freelance workers. Uh, Upwork has raised $169 million to date. I think it's going to be a home run. And thus they're asking for a ton of money and the valuation is crazy. But this to me is the most interesting IPO Mm -hmm. in our space in a long time. Yeah. Well, and we were talking about this, I think it was last week. Good for them. I mean, go IPO and let's, let's see you grow this thing when we'll see, we'll, we'll see how it works. You're right. Valuation wise Upwork is such, I think will be such a good stock to be able to buy into because as I can't find people, I can turn those jobs pretty much into projects 
and I can go to Upwork and find them. I might not be able to find full-time people to be able to do a job, but if I break that job into projects, I can do something like that. And, And there are many companies who can do that today. They just aren't focusing on it. Yeah. So I can tell you, uh, I've been using Upwork for my own businesses and my own consulting stuff for quite a while. And I can tell you that when it started, yeah. it was largely mm-hmm. a foreign-based, yeah. let's call it India, Middle East, Philippines type of worker, a workforce. I could say today, there, there's you can just see it progressing into a more like European North America, um, it's becoming more and more common that you can find, you know, English speaking and North American workers as well as European. So to me, these guys are just scratching the surface in terms of the potential growth globally of, of what's going to happen. Their, their target enterprise, which we've talked about, I think there's a day uh, very soon where companies hire, you know, Upwork managers who just manage the talent, the, the talent base or workforce from um, uh, from Upwork. So I think this is a real exciting. I'm really surprised that there aren't more uh, keep people right. looking to get into this space. Um, you have Fiverr, which is really kind of smaller stuff. But, you know, to me, LinkedIn could turn this on fairly easily um, and really make a dent in that space. But no job board is touching this 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 landscape at all. So to me, more or less, Upwork has a moat that no one is trying to you know conquer at this point. Yeah, I think you might see snag be able to start moving this way. Um, maybe not entirely, but you've got to remember their uh, Upwork's old was it CEO or chairman um, is now at snack. He's the CEO at snack. You know, there might be a a gravid pull from, from this, but what I want to be able to see is I want to be able to see um, these Uber types of apps that happen. And we've talked about mm-hmm. that uh, rate the companies and rate the workers, Yeah, you know, and then the actual projects themselves. So you can go in, you can look through their portfolio and you can say whether I want, you know, person A, B, C or D doesn't matter. Boom, here it is. And I'm done. There's no reason why a platform like that shouldn't, couldn't just really just make a killing, especially from uh, startups, startups needing that base, but not wanting the overhead, jump into Upwork or jump into Snag, make it happen. You're done. You don't have to worry about uh, long-term, long-term cost. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're, they're sort of two different focused. Upwork is the knowledge base worker for the most part. Snag is sort of the, I need three waitresses tonight. And I didn't mean to say waitress, like I'm sexist, but like I need wait staff. You know, today they show up. Upwork is like, hey, I need someone who understands PR mm-hmm. to p- pimp my new product. Or I need someone who knows how to develop uh, Android apps. Um, that They seem to be two different uh, companies or, or focuses. But I think the, the, the whole idea of like, you know, freelance nation uh, whether it's you show up and and flip burgers, or whether you you know work with four different companies around the globe to do SEO, for example, um, that's a thing, and it's becoming more of a thing. And I think Upwork is hitting it probably at the right time. Uh, in fact, or Snag, or Snag, yeah, Snag. I mean, we talked about um, Paired. Uh, we talked about Paired a little bit. Um, there are apparently there are quite a few companies that are looking to get in this whole hourly on demand uh, workforce through mobile uh, technology. But yeah, it's an exciting time, Um, which leads me to our next story. Yes. Um, So LinkedIn puts out its top 50, 2550 startups um, every year. And the usual suspects are on that list, right? The Ubers, the Lyfts, the 
you know, whatever startup of the of the you know of the week you can think of is on this. Now, what struck me this this year um, is I was going through the list. I was seeing like where they were headquartered. Uh, there was actually one company, uh, Halo Top Creamery, yeah. who I've never had, and and a chubby guy like me, I, I should have more ice cream. So maybe I'll check out Halo <laughs> Top. But anyway, this company has no headquarters. They are a total virtual workforce. Yeah. I find that fascinating. I find it smart. Uh, again, we we, yeah. we we take a look at the 1950s version of what business is today, and we start to just break it to pieces. I mean, we why do we need a headquarters? Do we need to have somebody actually physically come into an office and, and, and talk to us, or you know, can can we rent space every now and again when we're actually having a meeting and, and trying to you know? Uh, trying to do a pitch for a client or go yeah. go to their location, wherever the hell that is. I mean, thinking out of the box, cutting overhead is big. It's yeah. it's it's big. So why does why do you need a HQ? I don't understand. Yeah. And you have these these we work areas where people can go if they need an office or the meeting or client, you know, whatever. They're, you know, I'm sure local organizations all over the place. Here in Fishers, we have, you know, a tech hub, uh, Internet of Things, where you can pay a hundred bucks a month to get a workstation. You can use everything that's there, um, from the printers to the offices to the yeah. conference room to the kitchen. Um, it's to me, it's a really cool world because I work virtually. I work from a home office, um, and to see that being sort of the the future is really intriguing and fascinating to me. Now, I'm curious to see what commercial real estate is going to do in a world like this, but I guess they'll adapt. Yeah. Who, who, who knows? We'll turn them into bowling alleys again or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't turn real estate into AI machines. So something's got to happen That's with a them. Very good point. You know, I don't mind other than missing football. I don't mind this uh, late night podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like outside. I feel like you have a smoking jacket and like a uh, you know a shot of brandy or something while you're saying that. But yeah, like, no, actually, Julie just brought up a, a bottle of wine, so that was my key uh, to to get off the the podcast. Yeah, a few beers, alcoholic beverages, talking shop. It's not the end of the world. It's not. Maybe uh, as winter closes in here in the Midwest, it, it'll be a good time to do nighttime podcast who knows winter is coming <laughs> of course the <laughs> listeners have no idea what time of day it is because they're just hearing us talk uh all right dude i'll see you in vegas uh it'll be interesting if you're going to vegas for hr tech look us up it should be a good time we out we out this has been the chat and cheese podcast subscribe on itunes google play or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.